Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Jay uh, for my 200th episode. I've been alluding to this episode for a couple of weeks now. Um, I've been saying that it's been a big build up to this episode, and it it really I am really surprised. Well, not surprised, I should say, but I'm really it, it's it's a real milestone uh, to reach 200 episodes. Um, I want to thank everybody who has you know been supporting me for however long you've been listening to the podcast i've met a lot of great people um since i've been doing this uh podcast and it's 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 been a it's been a journey um and everything uh celebrated episode 100 uh with Keto, we did the movie The Thing, but for this episode, I want to do something a little different, um, whatnot. So you're not gonna really hear me um that much on this episode. Uh, I actually called in some heavy hitters to uh do the carry the heavy load, if you will, for this episode. Um, so yeah, I just want to thank everybody who has been a supporter of me and the podcast. Um. For however long you've been, if you've been since day one back when it was Jay and Keto movie talk, um, or whatnot, or you know, whenever you started listening, um, I want to thank everyone who has supported and everything. I want to thank everyone who I was able to call in to, you know, just be a part of this episode. So I want to thank everybody again. Um, so I'm gonna turn turn it over now to them and let them just talk about um whatever it is they're going to talk about. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Keita Hubbard. I'm joined by Moneymaker Chris, and we are on the Jay's Movie Talk podcast. Jay, happy 200 episode to you, sir. It took you long enough, right, Chris? It took him so long to get there, but he finally got there. Hey, yeah, it took him a long time, but he finally got there, and that's what matters most at the end. Exactly. So we're here to do like a mini episode. We gotta we're gonna talk a lot about Mr. J. Giles in this episode, right, Chris? It's like under twenty minutes, that's the plan. <laughs> right, there you go, there you go. Yeah, that's the plan. We see I, I know he's over there cheesing now, Chris. He's over there cheesing like anybody talk about me. Ooh, I got two hundred episodes. Ooh. But no, honestly, we're so excited to do this. Thank you for allowing us to be on the TV Zone Podcast Network. But um, we got some topics. We could just get right to our, our topic. So first one's um, Down Memory Lane Chris of Mr. J. Giles and the podcast. Just Down Memory Lane. Like I've said before, Jay has a huge passion for TV. And it really shows. I mean, I know quite a few people that love TV. But I put Jay easily at the top of the list when it comes to TV and movie stuff. You can tell he has a strong passion for it. The shows in the episodes, and it's it's a good thing to see. It's good to see somebody following their passion, and to, you know, start off with this movie talk, and they created the whole TV Zone podcast and network. It's been a beautiful thing to see the growth with him with the podcast and having his own network and everything. It's it's a it's been a beautiful thing over the past you know several years watching him grow the grow the show and grow the network. Yeah, same here. Um, I remember when he first did this. I think we was doing a show, and it was right before WrestleMania 33. It's like, wow, like that long ago? Yes, it was uh, a couple years ago. WrestleMania 33, I remember we was in the hotel room. We wasn't doing anything. He was on his bed. I think I was trying to set up for our show that we successfully did not do that day. But I remember it was like... I want to start that. You know, I want to start a network. I was like, what? Like, what do you want to do? And he was like, TVs and movies. Because um, I know he loves TV shows. And like he said, he has a huge mm. passion for that. Like, he literally dragged me on. Um, before Jay's Movie Talk, it was called Kitty and Jay Movie Talk. And he knew I wasn't a big person of movies. But I watched movies. Because he always said, you know, you want to watch a movie? I was like, yeah, well, what you want me to watch? So I was like, this is your show. So you tell me what to do. And I will, you know, I will be controlled the Keaton J show. You do the movie one. So we agreed to that. And I don't know. I think we got maybe 20 some episodes with us. And then he realized I wasn't really feeling it. Um, It wasn't nothing like 
oh, like she's not. So he was just more like he know, like he could do better. You know, he could just do it on his own, mm-hmm. and he can have it. Like how that grew a lot since the beginning of the day. So. Um, I want to thank him for like opening me up to like movie stuff, more movies and stuff like that. Cause he know I have no clue when he be talking about sometimes with these movies. I'm like, who who is that? <laughs> He's like, you never watch such mm-hmm. a such a. And I'm like, no. Why are you judging? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. Like I said, he be watching some stuff. You like, man, I ain't never seen that before. But he'll he'll be he'll be on it. Definitely, he knows a lot of knowledge about movies. Maybe one day he need yes. to do like um, interviews, like maybe on the I don't know, like rant. Maybe he should have a, a own YouTube channel, which I think he's doing now. But like, just have different guests and just talk about in depth in movies and just keep going, building up. You know, be on camera and you know just keep building it up for something bigger down the line. I think he should do that um, for his uh, Jay's movie talk. I mean, they're good. He has. Tons of episodes. He give you guys like different um, genres of um, movies that he talk about. He give you action. He give you you know love story. Maybe one or two love stories, probably. Who knows? But it's just random like different movies that maybe he didn't see before or he saw. I think most of the movies on his J movie talk he actually saw before most of them. <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. I will go on the mm-hmm. list and say that. But I remember um, maybe two years ago we was doing the whole. What is it called? Um, it was like uh, movies Keaton didn't watch, and I like how we had mm-hmm. that on there. And then you know he opened me up to all these crazy ass movies. First customer of the podcast, I keep it. I keep it as five under five. But I was like, okay, you know, I watched it and I enjoyed myself because I never watched these movies. And he was just, you could just tell he was just so happy to get me, you know, mm-hmm. involved in the movies and. I remember I told him, like, I used to, like, be scared to death. Like, I was like, I would never open up a movie one. When we do top five, that's different. But, like, actually mm-hmm. a movie, I never did it until recent. And now we have our own mm-hmm. movie on the Keaton J show, Cheap Blood Hood Movie Sessions. But, um, like, he really um, mm-hmm. built my confidence, like, far as, like, talking about mm-hmm. movies. Because that's just not my thing. Wrestling's my thing. Not movies. So, uh, we had to give him kudos for that. And, we just wish the podcast will. I mean, I, I mean that's most I could say about that. But uh, any favorite moments like you had with Jay on the network that you know he was maybe angry or like he like he didn't like a movie or it was just so funny to him. In general, I remember last year he covered um, Spike Lee movie uh, "Do the Right Thing." I think he did a really good job with that. That was a movie I had I had watched. I hadn't seen it like. Time and having him uh, recap that, I thought that was uh, thought that was really cool. And then the first time I was on there with him uh, doing an episode of Movie Talk, we went over I think it was a couple not last summer, the summer before last. Um, we were talking about uh, Will Smith movies, and you know Will Smith is like one of my all time favorite actors, actors. So I got to come on there and talk Will Smith movies with him. So that was uh, that was a whole lot of fun. I really enjoyed enjoyed doing that. Okay, I was just trying to sit here and remember movies that we cover. He's just like, what in the hell? I mean, besides our hood movie session, I know that's a whole nother podcast, but just his reaction. Because uh, we know how he is when he don't like something. Like, we're kind of, like, similar oh, to yeah. that. <laughs> just like, like, just keep going. Like, I don't care. So, But, you know, he doesn't really say it out loud. You can just tell his tone of voice. Which he said, mine mm-hmm, is more mm-hmm. obvious than his, probably. But uh, it probably is. But, uh... Uh, one last thing before we go, we try and keep it short and sweet for him, okay? But um, top five movie quotes. Chris came up with this. See, I about the botch, and I was yeah. like, I was like, huh? I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna have me thinking. <laughs> so thank you, Chris, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I figured that was a good one because there's been so many great movie quotes over the years to kind of narrow it down to five. You really do have to think about. Yeah, I thought that was a good thing to talk about. Yeah, but uh, I will let you go first since you came up with that idea. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna kick things off here. Uh, number five, uh, Jim Carrey from uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. There was a lot of great quotes from that movie. But one of my favorites was when they were um, in the um, apartment building. They were trying to figure out who um, killed. Uh, Roger Pedactor, they were trying to figure everything out, but Ace was the one that, you know, ultimately figured it out. And then this was the quote. He said, this is double um, 
pain soundproof glass. There's no way that neighbor could have heard like Rebecca scream on the way down with that door shut. The scream she heard came from inside the apartment before he was thrown over the balcony and the murderer closed the door before he left. Yes, yes, oh yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Ha, ha, ha. I have exercised the demon. This house is clear. I love that. Good stuff oh. Jim Perry. One of my all-time favorite movies. Dad, I thought you was going to Camera Browns Row. All right. That's just going that road. I had to try to give it justice. Like, I had to give it my Jim Carrey. Yeah, to give it, give it justice. I see. Okay, well, I don't know if I could talk that one. I'm not trying to, but uh, my number five is... um. South Park, bigger and longer and uncut. Jay know I love like, adult animation. So this is a quote from one of the movies. It was in class. And basically, it was, uh, Mr. Garrison, five times two. He's like, now, come on, children. Don't be shy. Just give it your best shot. So Clyde was like 12. So Mr. Uh, Garrison's like, okay, now, now let's try to get an answer from someone who is not a complete retard. <laughs> I just love that quote. I just love that. Because I used to be in class. I used to have a teacher who used to kind of do that to us in a way. So I picked that quote for my number five from uh, South Park. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. All right. Number four is from Independence Day. Um, another one of my all-time favorites. Uh, this is from Smith's uh, character, uh, Captain uh, Steve Hiller. He was a uh, dragging the alien through the desert. He basically was like, this was supposed to be my weekend off, but no. You got me out here dragging your heavy ass through the burning desert with your dreadlocks sticking out of the back of my parachute. You gotta come down here with an attitude, acting all big and bad. And what the hell is that smell? I could have been at a barbecue, but I ain't mad. I love I love that. Like, that was funny. Movie. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really, that was, that was really good. That was really, really good. They really kind of put Will Smith on the map as a big time like actor. Like that. Yeah, that was awesome. I re- I exactly I remember that one. That was funny. So my number four, um, it, it's between two of them, but uh, Home Alone, the first one, Home Alone. Um, this one when uh the uncle was in the shower and he was like, "Get out of here, you nosy little pervert!" Or I'm going to slap you, sitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To uh, Calvin, he was like, because <gasps> he was recording the music was on. I forgot the music, uh, the name of the music, but it was real catchy. And he was in the shower, um, just you know, taking the shower, and then the little boys recording him. That that isn't like a pervert move, so I had to give him that one. And then another one from the same movie. Just I just made them my number four. Um, it's like keep the change, you filthy animal. Remember when he was getting the pizza, <laughs> and he was too young you know, oh, yeah, to get the pizza. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, that so good. that that was I love that quote from that. I was like, okay, that's awesome. I, like, I got to put that on the list. I have to put that on the list. <laughs> cool, cool, yeah, good. I like that. I like that. All right, my number three is um from Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Now, this is probably one of the, they say it's one of the most commonly misquoted movie quotes because everybody thinks that he's uh, Darth Vader says, "Luke, I am." I had to actually go back and double check it myself. He actually just said, when he was talking to Luke Skywalker in that scene, he said, no, I am your father. That's probably one of the most iconic, you know, lines from the movie, you know, all the time. But it was actually, no, I am your father, not Luke, I am your father. He didn't actually say his actual name. I oh. Huh. I didn't know that. So I always, I always, I always, I always thought, thought it was like, Luke, I am your father. Interesting. So, oh, okay. Huh. Didn't know that. Thank you, Chris, for that. I, I did. I, I never. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that either. I always, I always thought it was Luke. I am your father. But no, the actual line is like, no, I am your father. You can't say his name. Hmm. That is interesting. Okay. So might as well be um. I, I, I deleted the one that I had, but I have this one on the list. So it's from the Rocky movie. So um, you probably know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. He's like, yo, Adrian. <laughs> that's one of my yeah, yo, favorites. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yo, Adrian. And then um, also um, Mickey from there, he was, um, he said, uh, he said, go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. <laughs> so I locked it out. So mm-hmm. 
those are my that's yeah i was like oh okay yeah that's i forgot about that one <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god it was it was a toss-up between these two i was debating back and forth between my number two and number one. i could have easily flip-flopped these mm-hmm. but, uh, for number two i went with um speak of their own tom hanks you know but the female baseball league right. like, are you crying there's no crying in baseball. I love that. I love, <laughs> love, love, love that line. I was debating back before, should I make mm-hmm. that number one? Right. No, because I, I love that line. Yeah, there's no crying in baseball. One of Tom Hanks' best roles from that movie. Mm. And, uh, with uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Dutch. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I saw that before years ago. I remember that line as well. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So my number two is uh, from Bad Boys. Uh, Ma- Mike Laurie. I was trying to say like him. Mike Laurie. And he's like, we Mike ride Lowry. together. Mike, Mike Laurie. Mike Laurie. We, we ride together. We die together. Bad Boys for life. I love that quote. It's awesome. That is a good one. I like that. I like that. That's, that, that is a good one. I like that. But say great movie, great franchise. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. And for number one for me, uh, another uh, baseball Sam Hamilton Ham Porter. You're killing me, Smalls. I mean, that's a classic line. It's on, I got it on a t-shirt, actually. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Great line. Great, great movie. <laughs> Simple and to the point. But it's effective. Right. Exactly. Definitely. Alright, so my number one is uh, Rush Hour, the first one. And you know what I'm going with this. So, uh, it's Chris Tucker. His role, he's an uh, officer Carter in this role, but uh, he's like fifty million dollars, man. Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton is the one they kidnapped. Sue Young, <laughs> and I just love. I would never forget that as long as I live. Like it just is the way he said it was so funny. And then after that, you know, he won like the million dollars. He's like, so you want fifty and five million? You want ten and ten million? Like you know, he was just like messing with him or whatever because the bomb went off. But yeah, that's like one of my favorite quotes <laughs> ever. I actually put that in my honorable mentions. I put that quote there, actually. That's safe quality, because I like, I like that one, too. $50 million. That was, that's a good one. I like that. Chris Tucker, that was a great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah, it, it totally was. And uh, my honorable mention, it's a movie I never saw before, but I came across this quote before. But it's called The Blues Brothers. It came out in uh, 1980. He was like, uh, oh, I, yeah. he's like, I am your father's brother, nephew, cousin, former roommate. <laughs> I don't know why I catch one. I just like that. Because I used to be like, yeah, I'm your sister, cousin, baby mama, you know, uncle, cousin, little sister. I used to just, you know, just play with people like that. So when I saw that quote, I saw laughing. So that's an honorable mention. Never saw the movie before, though. But I, I just saw that quote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Like I said, my honorable mention is, like I said, the Rush Hour quote. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of quotes from uh, Jim Carrey's The Bash, you know, smoking. Somebody yeah, a lot of great quotes from that movie, and also too, kind of the kind of, kind of wrestling there from that movie that Roddy Roddy Piper was in. I think it's called They Live. He said, "I'm right. here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum." That's the great. Definitely, yeah, I, I love that. I heard that on a podcast before. Yep, I love that line as well. Oh, that's what it's from. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, because I was thinking, I think you, I was thinking you'd say that like in in a, a wrestling promo, but I know it's from an actual movie. Oh, I thought you said that like in one of his promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Well, I learned a lot. Stuff like that. It's always good to learn. Definitely. But um, Mr. J. Giles, again, congratulations on your two hundred episode. Again, it took you long enough, but myself and Chris had a pleasure to be on the show, and it's just awesome. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to showboat Chris, but I think I'm probably like the number one as far as coming back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. But no, honestly, Jay, congratulations oh. on 200 episodes. I, yes. I want you to get to 2000. Okay. If you can do that, get, get the 2000 episodes and then maybe on that episode, I, we, we might throw you a party. I don't know. We'll probably still be here, but, uh, or DC, I should say. But, <laughs> but yeah, again, congratulations, sir. And Chris, any final yes, words? Congratulations. Um, just congratulations on 200 episodes. Here's the many, many more. 
people. You're doing a great job with the network, your job with movie talk, and just keep at it, my friend. Awesome. Um, other than that, Jay, uh, go get some um some take some tequila shots and enjoy your two hundred episodes. Uh, we tagging in the next podcast or the next person who has something to say about you. Hopefully, they say something good about you. So we're Tag good. Tagging, tagging them in, and peace out, Jay. podcast i'm your host chantel and joining me are my co-hosts christian and trevor how are you good how about yourself doing good i have a fucking headache (laughs) (laughs) hey girl i i was i was somewhat hung over this morning i feel that pain i'm with you it's endless i took like my face feels hot you ever get like that it's like a headache yeah i do um but yeah we're, we're back. It's been a long fucking time. And you know what the funny thing about that is? Is that when Corona hit, this should have been the time where we, you know, we're doing this all the time. And instead, yeah. we do it once for, like, the past year or so. Yeah, I know. A lot has happened in a year. Yeah, I mean, I haven't left my room. This we year. know. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm I'm thinner now. Yeah, that's right. Christian lost, As you like, can what, see. 30 pounds? Yeah, exactly. And As you could see the whole time. Quite the change. You sound thinner. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> yeah, Christian's thinner, I'm fatter, and Trevor almost died. Yeah, he exactly. He did almost die. That yeah. did happen. Everything that okay? <laughs> you good? Oh, yeah. I should be fine. Okay, good. Life's, life is a highway. <laughs> um well we're we're brought here tonight to celebrate our good friend and colleague jay it is his 200th episode um i don't i don't know if it's called an anniversary or a you know celebration but congratulations it's a milestone it is it certainly is he um do you need a surgery for that (laughs) that's a there's that's like a kidney stone Go. Either way. I'm not a scientist. Neither am I. I hate science. <laughs> Anyways. Um sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine. Uh yeah, so happy two hundredth to Jay. He brought us all together. And uh Indeed. Yeah. He's uh I really hope that one day we all get fucking famous from this. I mean he deserves it. He really does. Um, I love the man. I've never met him, which is yeah, crazy. He's a- good guy the only friend i maintain because he doesn't ask for much and uh, (laughs) yeah that is important so um we're tonight we're not gonna have a long show but we will be coming back to you shortly with a woody allen show uh we're all big fans and uh we feel we owe it to the guy in his time of need Mm -hmm. and uh but tonight we are just going to briefly cover the oscars uh 20 is it the 2020 Oscars? The 2021 Oscars? I don't know how it works. It, I mean, I always consider it the 2020, but it's technically the 2021. Right. That's what I thought. So, okay. So, I didn't watch the show. There's a few reasons why I'm not going to get into it. I have beef. But, um, also, I just didn't see any of the fucking movies, you know? It was a... I, I tried. I know. I he, tried, he, people. He tried, but I'm not in the mood to feel all the time and, uh... Promising young woman isn't that emotional. It's funny, even. It's, it's not even that. When I hear about all these sad, depressing movies and shit, it just doesn't. I, I need more. You know, like I was telling you the other day, I miss swashbuckling adventure. I never cared before, but I miss shit. Like, I miss the days when the Oscars, you know, nominated movies like Lord of the Rings and Gladiator, even. Like, I miss those days. And nowadays, it's just depressing, artsy shit. 
they that, do that. I mean, like they nominated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last year, not swashbuckling, but like swashbuckling. Yeah, exactly. But no. it's not like it's a she, blockbuster. She wants like an epic tale. Yeah, but I mean, like usually when they make those now, they're not good. <laughs> the closest to that this year was basically Tenet. Yeah, and the, it, no it's an Oscar-winning movie. I didn't see that one. Still, I know. Well, since you didn't watch the Oscars, maybe. Maybe you can give us some insight. What have, what have you heard? What did what did you think about the Oscars, even though you didn't see them? Like, what what's the what's the consensus? Well, the word on the yeah. street is that a, uh, and I hate to say this, I never thought I'd see the day, but this is the lowest rated Oscars of all time. It fell below ten million views, and that's a fifty eight percent drop from last year's views. Last year was the lowest rated Oscars of all time. And this one, less, I mean, more than half of the audience declined. Yikes. And you would think that during a time like COVID, where people are indoors more often and watching TV, that people may have, I don't know, would have streamed some of these movies. But nobody's seen or heard of the movies, basically, is what people are saying. And they're not the kind of movies that you want to pay to go see, necessarily. Well, I did. I think Bill Maher said it best. A couple of, he like honestly, if you haven't read that, it's really funny. No. But he's correct. Like, no, he isn't though. No, because he is. He is. those like honestly, I enjoyed every one of those movies, some more than others, but they were like if you seeked out the best movies of last year, you were given some really good stuff. I guess, but it's not even just about the movies, it's about the show itself. I don't want to yeah. see me. You know, yeah, I mean, the whole book, sitting in a small room. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. They I were in a train station. Yeah, I heard that, too. I heard that they kicked a bunch of homeless people out and told them that they were going to throw their <laughs> shit away. That sounds right. Yeah, they said, if you guys don't get out, Actually, we're going to, Actually, that doesn't you know. sound right. I don't think L.A. does anything with its homeless. Yeah, no. Exactly. Like, they allow them to park it anywhere they want, but it, I think, who's, who made the joke? Somebody made the joke where... Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but if you get in the way of Francis McDormand's fourth Oscar, then you're fucking out of here. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so... so. I I think, not that these Oscars weren't awkward enough in the sense of the year that we've went through, Mm -hmm. but I think the Oscars also suffered from a star power kind of, like, uh, lack thereof, basically, because... Yeah, I mean, there was some some stars that were out there. And you were right. It, the Oscars aren't just about the Oscars and who wins an Oscars. It's basically about everything that leads up to it. It's about when the nominations come out. It's about all the lead-up, yeah. all the other festivals and all the it, other award shows. I had no excitement for it. I watched a little bit of the Golden Globes. That was incredibly awkward. Um, yep, was the one was. Jimmy Kimmel uh, hosted? Yeah. Or right yep. er, No, he did the Emmys. Do they? Do you know if um, this year at the Oscars they had a red carpet? Because that's personally, I like fashion. They did. So it was they something did. nice to look that's forward what, that's to. That's another part of the whole Oscars experience is the red carpet and and all the pre-show interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they weren't like, um, I guess, social distancing on the red carpet? Like everybody was there doing what they usually do? Or was it it, different? it seemed to be in thought, but it, 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 it looked... It looked way more normal than uh, I was expecting. Okay. So, let me ask you something else. Like, when um, the awards were being presented, um, every, was everybody there physically? Or was it like it was at the Golden Globe <laughs> where they were over a screen, like Zoom call? Um, no. No, that's the thing. They basically said that everybody who, you know, if they wanted their chance... They had to be there. There was none of that Zoom stuff. And they had yeah. to have a 10-day vac- or 10-day yeah. incubation period. And, but they also did the show. They had, <laughs> like, like the, the screenwriters for The Father, for example, were in England whenever they won their much-deserved Oscar. Yeah, there was, like, three satellite locations. Yeah, exactly. So it was in, like, different spots that it would cut to. But to me, the weirdest thing about the show was and the the show had a lot of weird stuff yeah it did the the weirdest thing about it was that you have this set of movies that not many people have seen 
And yet there were no Oscar clips. The clips were a big one. Film Twitter kind of lost their mind there about was, clips. There was no footage of what people were missing. Yeah, not that I, people didn't see the movies enough throughout the year. Then they can't even show them during... That's how I feel like a lot of the public, whenever... The, you know, not that anyone's watching the Oscars, obviously, but when people did watch the Oscars... If they saw a clip of someone acting or something from a movie, that's what gets people reeled yeah. in. Yeah. You, you mean that, like you see before each award is presented or like a montage in the beginning? Like either. There was neither. I mean, like. No, I would weird. need a montage. Like, like, the choices. And then like the nominees are Carrie Mulligan clip. There was none of that. There was none of that. It was just like right. Carrie Mulligan, Andrew Day. They just showed like, other faces. And was I mean, like, hope? yeah, star power can carry the way, but it's not like you should have done that. Another thing I realized on uh, on reflection is that they didn't really have any of those those shots at the other nominees after the person won. You know, mm-hmm. how usually yeah. it cuts yeah. to the people like that. that lost. It really didn't do any of that. It kind of no. cut away from them as fast as possible. I can't even picture what the venue would look like. Why would you ever choose a train station? How it the kind fuck? of looked like uh, like a like a middle school graduation. Like there there was tables and stuff, mm-hmm. but like they were. Yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, uh, we we should say that. This was the first time that they were uh, directed slash produced by Steven Soderbergh. And he said this is the only time he was going to do it. And we were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to get something fun. You know, he's a fun guy. And the award ceremony actually started, like, it started pretty uh, picturesque. And it seemed, Ed Regina King walking, and they had all the graphics showing up of all the presenters that are popping up. And it looked pretty magical of what we were going to get for the night. And then it just, like, then the, it started, and then it was like, all right, here we are. There was a lot of, there was was she a the lot host? of missteps. Huh? No, she, there was no host. No host again? No. Um, I'm trying to... So, usually there's, like, theatrics and stuff on the stage, you know, with, like, lights and shit. Nope. There's nothing like that? They didn't do any of these songs during the, wow. uh, during the, the whole program. They did all the songs the night before. And uh, they only talked about them during the pre-show. They didn't have any... But it was still three hours long. There's no way they're going to shorten this ceremony. That sucks. I mean, I'm just thinking of last year. Remember that opening number Janelle Monet did, I think her name is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the... I mean, I didn't love it, but I mean, it was still, you know... Um, yeah, like pride. I, I like effort. Yes, definitely. It was... Uh, I don't know. I, if, I mean, this all just sounds boring as fuck. I mean, they knew that this year they were going to struggle with ratings because every other award show had its lowest fucking rating. And they even shaked it up on on the order of the awards. Yes, they did. And oh, yes. So this has caused quite the The beginning and the end. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Typically they start with like a supporting and like a supporting actor or actress and this year, they started with the screenplays, and then the supporting and the supporting act. Like, I don't know why they did that one, necessarily. Like, I think that's kind of stupid. Could it be because maybe they thought, this is just a hunch. It's probably not even a good hunch, but maybe they thought if they could keep people, you know, to, to tune in longer if they put the important words, like, further into the show. Because, like... I don't know if you if I saw a couple of important awards and then I wanted to turn it off and skip the rest until the end, I might mm-hmm. do that because they you know already did a couple important awards. I don't know. It's probably a stupid theory, but I can't imagine. Well, I I, I thought that's kind of why they usually do the supporting roles at the yeah beginning. they do the supporting roles so then like a they big get someone, name yeah, gets it's someone's gets face on the podium yeah. yeah you recognize their face and then they just did both screenplays and then they immediately did a supporting one anyways mm-hmm. yeah so they just kind of put that ahead of it and i was like why why but, okay. Did, okay now well, the big uh, one though yeah and it actually ties into something i do want to say um they didn't do best picture last oh, what the fuck why not I know. now they did best actress and actor last so, Best Picture was third to last. And here's the thing. Before I dive into why, I would like to say that as somebody who saw all of the movies, I do think that award-wise, 
they got it right. I really, I think they did. I would say so. I think they got it right almost across the board. Yeah. Like, but I know that they did the category shakeup <laughs> for a reason. And I don't know. It, since they had high hopes. They, I, I don't know if we should dive into this yet. It's perhaps the most controversial topic of this past year. Well, Oscars. we've hit 17 minutes, so you might want to dive into it. Okay, so, word on the street is, they were putting Best Actor last because the assumed, you know, choice for Best Actor was going to be the late Chadwick Boseman, and he didn't win, and they wanted that to be, like, the last win because it would end the evening on, like, a bittersweet moment, and it didn't happen, because Anthony Hopkins won for The Father. And in my, in my opinion, I think that was the performance of the year. But he won. He wasn't there. And the show just ended. That was it. Jeez. There is a lot of controversy going on right now about that award. I um, saw... I didn't see their movie, so I can't fucking say. But I, I mean... <sighs> Anthony Hopkins is only going to be around for someone... That's funny to say, though, because... Chadwick Boseman is already dead. So it's fascinating, isn't it? Like he's gonna be coming out with anything else where he could be awarded. So it's probably a stupid thing to say. But I was gonna say, oh well, he's gonna. I know, because I felt the same way. (laughs) Well, the thing about okay, so like I saw this post that somebody had like read, like repost or something, and it was like, it when Anthony Hopkins is on life support, I'm gonna pull his plug and charge my my phone. I was like. Fuck you. Jesus. Like, you can't fucking say that unless you've seen both movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think Chadwick Boseman is remarkable in the thing Ma is, I don't think any of the people that are bitching about it saw either. He saw either movie. I don't think any, They're just they mad it. to be it's mad. Like, yeah. no like that's the There's thing. No if you saw thing. both movies, I don't think you could actually be upset. Because no, no. also, you know, that's the thing. Like, Trevor and I watched Network the other day. And Peter Finch won the Oscar after he died. And then, and then after that, Heath Ledger was it was the first one to win in under the similar circumstances, and he was also the last. That's the thing. If the Academy like they do not have that much sympathy for the dead. They no, just it hasn't go, happened at all. Like the screenplay for Mank, funny story. Screenplay for Mank is written by David Fincher's dad, which, by the way, Chantel probably doesn't even know what that movie is. It is nominated for 10 Oscars, including Best Picture. Yeah, it's nominated for 10 Oscars. It was written by wow. David Fincher's dad, who died, like, 10 years ago. The screenplay is not nominated. What did you say it was called? Fink? Mank? I don't know what the fuck that is. See, I have told you about that four fucking times. You have least. not. I've, you've never said the word Fink to me ever in your time. Mank! Mank. Mank. Oh well, maybe it's really good. I don't know. What that yes, is. again, a, an Oscar nomination after he is dead, not even, not even nominated. But that's the thing, though. Like, I guess in their minds, they they chose, in my opinion, the right choice. But also, like, if Chadwick won, it would have kind of, in a way, been like a pity vote. Yeah. Like Heath Ledger really deserved that. In this case, mm-hmm. I think... Heath Ledger Chadwick was, and, was pretty undeniable. Yeah. In this case, Anthony and Chadwick are, like, neck and neck. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. It, it was a tough one. But So, they, the, the, what made the ending of that Oscar so weird is that, yeah, the third to last, they, it's, they said, okay, and the, the nominations for Best Picture are... And we're like, what? Yeah. What about Best Actor and Best Actress? And... They didn't show us any clips from any of these movies. No, it just talked about it, and it cut to the director and the producers. And then, you know, obviously what was, you know, what was favored to win, Nomadland gets called up there. And we see Chloe Zhao and uh, everyone else, and we see Frances McDormand up there. And we're like, oh, wow, Frances McDormand won a third Oscar. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. And then we're all like, well, I guess she's getting ready to win a fourth one, too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we weren't sure. And so then that happened. But then everyone was still, we, you had that foresight thinking about the best actor that 
it kind of just got washed over everyone that Frances McDormand won two Oscars. Yeah, Frances wow. McDormand is a four-time Oscar winner. And I think that's amazing. And it was somehow so upstaged too. by that best actor race. And that blunder at the end. Yeah, it was a blunder. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased I missed it. I just really hope Hollywood learns from this experience and does better. Because people want them to succeed. I mean, there's so many... I know that they're capable of making great movies that I want to watch, that people want to see, but they can't just keep, you know, nominating movies that people don't care about and have. I think they're definitely going to add the popular Oscar next year they after must. the ratings this year. Yeah. They're you know, definitely going to. I do never it now. cared before, and I used to scoff at people who said that, and you know, they'd be like, "Well, why didn't they nominate Transformers?" You know, because I was a snob, <laughs> but now I kind of get it because, like, they're going too far with it. Nobody. Uh, you can't alienate so many fucking people. You but know, also, funny. you can't say that unless you've seen the movies yourself. Oh, well, next year is about to be insane because there's a lot of movies with a lot of star power coming out. We've we're gonna have a lot of different actors and act, you know because we were we didn't have Leo and stuff this year. We're gonna yes. have all this next. That's year. That's why I didn't bother. Last, I mean, the entire 2020 was canceled for me. It didn't well, exist. 2019 was one of the greatest years we've had in a long time. I only watched what I heard was really good. Unless. Okay. What okay? Give me real quick the uh, the biggest winners of the night because I don't know what any what what won at all. All right, so Nomadland went home with Best Picture, Actress for Frances McDormand, which was kind of like a late minute shocker, and um, and director, um, the second woman director ever. Yes, yes. The Father, my personal choice, went home with Best Actor and Adapted Screenplay. Um, Promising Young Woman won original screenplay, as it should have. Um, let me think. Best Supporting Actor went to... Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Is that right? Yep. Kaluuya. Okay. I switch it up. Yeah. Um, but for Judas and the Black Messiah, also very deserved. Best Supporting Actress, I'm not going to pronounce her name out of respect. Yeah, I was but... young Yoon. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. But for the movie Minari, which was my second favorite movie of the year. It's a wonderful movie. It sounds really boring on paper, but it's lovely. Um, but you don't watch it on paper. Exactly. Exactly. You just feel it. Um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, despite getting, you know, fisted across the board, uh, ended up winning for Best Visual Effects. Um, Speaking of fisted, Trial of the Chicago 7. Yes, that's right. Aaron <laughs> I don't Sorkin's know what that means. The Trial of the Chicago 7. It is a movie that I feel like... It's good. It is good. Like, I like it quite a bit. But the Academy sent it home with nothing. And it was the only Best Picture nominee to go home with shit. Mank nominated for 10 times. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mank was nominated for 10. It went home with two, both of which it deserved for cinematography and production design. Um, and Sound of Metal, which I don't know why it won Best Editing, yeah. but it definitely deserved Best Sound, because its sound it is interesting. But it won for both of those as well. Um, and I wonder, was there another... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I guess as like a consolation prize for not giving it to Chadwick, they still rewarded the movie twice for makeup and costumes. <laughs> and, oh yeah, Soul won for best score and animated, animated feature, again, as it should Thomas have. Thomas Oh yes, yeah, and... That's some news, too. Uh, that is. Um, another round, which I told you to watch. Um, so one best foreign language feature. And it was also that weird case where it was nominated for best director, and that was, like, it. But also, it was earned. And it, yeah, we were talking about Leo being in, you know. Yes, that's right. Okay, they're remaking it. They announced the remake, like, a day after it won the Oscar and what? Leonardo DiCaprio is headlining. So. What remake? Of Another Round. They're remaking that movie that they just made? It, it was a Dutch movie. Um, I don't know why I'm... Why we're talking about that. Here. But, um... Yeah, so once again, congratulations... I can't speak. Congratulations to our beloved friend Jay. Here's to you. 200. 
keep up the good work forever. Congratulations on Congratulations. your celebration anniversary. Yeah. Right on. Uh, you guys can uh, listen to our four Frodo podcast, J Movie Talk, and uh, other TV Zone podcast shows at um, so many different places where he used to download them. Follow us on Facebook, but I think right now I, I listen to it on Podbean for the most part, and uh, there's also like iTunes and Stitcher and shit. I, I forget all the places. Listen to Jay's show. He'll tell you where to download it. But yeah, yeah follow the group on Facebook, um, TV Zone Podcast. And uh, yeah, Keita and Jay's show, if that's still going on. And uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week with uh, Woody Allen's show. And uh, I've been Chantel. Thank you for joining me, Christian, Trevor. Adios. Thank we'll you. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. See ya. What up, what up? This is your boy Jeff from Jeff versus the World. I'm just here to wish my man Jay a happy 200th episode. 200 episodes is a lot in the podcast game. Um, it's difficult because people get in and they see how hard it is. They maybe now get the views or the excuse me, not views, but the listens that they want to get. And they forget it takes a lot of work. And they's like, you know, episode three, four, they're out the game. So you making 200, I tip my cap to you. Um, I just want to let you know that you inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. Every time I listen to an episode, I'm always engaged and I'm always learning something new. And it makes me want to get better just hearing you do what you do, especially the majority of the time that you know you're doing it solo. So that super inspires me. Um, And I guess I'll talk about what I've been watching lately. And what I've been really into lately is the TV show 24. Yeah, I'm on Hulu. I've been... I think I'm on episode, no, I'm on season seven, excuse me. And the reason why I went back and started watching this was because I just forgot how many stars and how big 24 was. I mean, you had Lou Diamond Phillips show up, Dennis Hopper show up, <laughs> uh, Regina King show up, uh, Sean Austin show up. It's been countless people, you know, Powers Booth. And who's <laughs> it's just amazing just seeing these people on that show. Like, yeah, I want to be on that show. And just how engaged everybody was around that time that 24 came out. It was one of those shows that like it still holds up somewhat. It's still a little problematic in some areas, too. But the one thing consistent about that show is Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, the Jack Bauer character was his. Uh, I can't speak to what happened to the. Uh, the new one that came out with um I can't think of his name, the actor that was in uh Straight Out of Compton and in uh Walking Dead. I can't think of his name, so forgive me. But one thing's for sure, if you don't have Jack Bauer on twenty four, it just ain't gonna work. Just wanted to drop it off and tell you what I was watching right now. And man, I just wished you uh, a happy two hundred and to two hundred more and we you out here grinding, you out here doing your thing, and I appreciate you. Peace. Wow. Um, yeah, so I want to thank uh, everybody for sending in their parts of the 200th episode. Uh, Keita and Chris, uh, Chantel, Christian, and Trevor. Jeff, uh, appreciate it a lot. A great episode. Um, like I say, 200 episodes, like you all said. Yeah, it is a, it is a milestone. It is something that i kind of didn't expect to get to or whatnot but hey when i realized like yeah i'm actually getting to 200 episodes like yeah this is kind of a big thing i mean 100 is a big thing but getting to 200 is a big thing and we'll see um if i get to well not if but when i get to 300 um what i might do for that or whatnot um and everything but once again well thank you guys for you know sitting down recording um you know giving a little insight of like what it is that you guys do um as far as your podcast or whenever i have you on my show so for anyone who's listening make sure you check them out 
and everything i have all their socials in the uh show show notes and everything for this episode um again thank you guys for listening and always supporting or whatnot and uh yeah i'm just real appreciative of you know just the support and everything i've been getting um and everything since i've been doing the podcast and for real quick before i get out of here um in this and everything uh it is the month of may so of course may action is upon us and everything so for episode 201 i'm going to be kicking things off with uh, the movie lionheart and i have a special guest um that is going to be joining me for that episode someone that you've never heard a part of a movie talk at all but someone that i've been you know kind of going back and forth with like when exactly could i have this person on and i feel like lionheart is the perfect movie to have this person on to talk you know just to be a part of the podcast and talk about that movie so that will be releasing here uh next week and everything like that and a a couple of other movies i have coming down uh for may action uh i have that i mean besides lionheart i have uh action jackson uh desperado um and everything so look forward to me talking about those movies um or whatnot and also too if you want to hit me up on twitter you can hit me up at uh my personal page the j giles also on uh j movie talk on twitter as well i'm more active on on movie talk uh, i'm more active on my personal page more so than movie talk um or whatnot and everything and of course you can find all the episodes a part of the tv zone podcast network um itunes stitcher spotify pod chaser google podcast wherever you listen to your podcast type in tv zone podcast network and you can hear all the movie talk episodes as well as all the different shows that is part of the network of course right now continuing on on the coverage of amazon primes them with gray and tamika so definitely look forward to a new episode of that that will probably be up after this episode or whatnot on the uh, network feed and everything like that and yeah uh, that's pretty much it for me and i will catch you guys next time peace